What is going on guys? My name is Brady Clackengay, your host, and welcome back to another episode of The Peace Talk, a podcast about the people. What we aim to create here is a healing process for those involved in a safe, comfortable environment. I, Brady Clackengay, will ask our guests a few questions centered around something they went through in life that perhaps they struggled with. Maybe they came to a solution, or maybe they haven't yet. But through these series of questions and open, free-flowing conversation, we come to a solution together. So either way, whether they've come to a solution on their own or on the show, it's a learning and healing process for us all. This is special because, as you know, we all have our own unique situations, but more than likely, the emotions we experience through those situations are the same or similar to someone else's experiences. Our lives are obviously unique to ourselves, but similar in many fashions too, which is where the magic and healing happens. We can learn best from each other, which brings us closer as a collective, knowing we go through the same emotions and circumstances, and we can all become the best versions of ourselves. It is my honor and pleasure to be speaking in front of you all today, and without further ado, let's get into it. What is going on, guys? My name is Brady Clockengay, and it is both an honor and blessing to have you guys on another episode of The Peace Talk, a podcast about the people. Today, I'm excited to bring on the wonderful Crow. He's got a beautiful soul, and he's a new member of our community, so give him a warm welcome. He's been a part of the Conscious Community since 2015. And if you want to reach him, he is on Instagram at roaming underscore crow. So definitely reach out and check him out there. But without further ado, let's get into it. Here on the Peace Talk, the idea and direction we like to take is pretty free-flowing. Uh, we ask a few questions, and wherever the conversation takes us, that's where we'll go. It is a pleasure to have you on today, Crow. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. Absolutely. So for this first question here, tell us a couple mm-hmm. things about yourself and why you're interested in sharing your insights today on the Peace Talk. Okay. So I guess a couple of things about myself essentially is I am a martial artist. Beautiful. I grew up in the Philippines and I was taught our indigenous ways of, of martial arts and it's called Kali. In my own, own, own opinion, Kali is essentially a general term of the multiple different arts that it branches out to, like Eskrima, Arnes, Dumog, Pangamot, and the multiple uh, different names to it. And Kali is just a name that essentially incorporates the entirety of what these fighting systems are. Mm-hmm. And I've taken these fighting systems or martial arts systems, and I, in my Instagram, in Roaming Crow, Essentially, each technique and each strike that I do incorporates peace and awareness. So instead of it as a fight, you know, style of martial arts, I, I tend to use it more of of spreading global consciousness and awareness. I like that. So that's that's essentially a little bit about me, and I see myself as, you know, a, a shaman warrior essentially, and it, it translates into a peaceful warrior where I cultivate this. Um, type of energy that my intention is that it reverberates and ripples all throughout the consciousness and the energy consciousness that we all collectively have a dream of. And 
think that's all I'd, I'd like to say about a little bit about me. I mean, well, there was another question to that. Yeah. And then why you were interested in sharing your insight today on the Peace Talk. Mm. Um, I am interested in sharing my insights in the Peace Talk today because like everybody, we bring something unique to the table. Absolutely. And I think my view, my view of how I see the world is unique to me. And at the same time, I personally feel that someone can res- resonate or someone will resonate with um, the things that I have to say, because uh, we'll see how the conversation goes or flows, but I'm going to name certain things that I will definitely give descriptions to in one form or another. So Absolutely. because of my uniqueness, I, it's my intention to connect to somebody else. That's beautiful. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I'm actually half Filipino myself, so, and I, oh, I sweet. A, yeah, I got a couple of fighting sticks myself growing up in my, my youth. Ooh. I never actually practiced with them. Um, I wanted to, but, uh, haven't got around to that, but, uh, it's, it's an honor to, to hear that you've been practicing it for as long as you have. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very well looking forward to all the insight that you have to share. I mean, that's, that's really why I wanted to start the show in the first place is, Truly, we all have something to bring to the table, and yes. it's all beautiful in its own way. So for this next question, um, in my inner workings journey, I've learned the importance of reconnecting with your inner child and keeping that youth alive in you and how much um, prosperity that can bring into your life. So mm-hmm. this next question I always like to start it off with is, what is activities that you like to do in your youth that made you feel alive or at peace? Climbing. So a lot of uh, climbing trees, climbing rocks, or just jumping onto certain things. Um, as a kid, my fondest memory is definitely playing tag with my friends on treetops. Um, fall, fall in a couple of times, but you know, <laughs> kids are quite limber. Right. But needless to say, I did um, bruise a, a rib or two. So essentially just, um, especially doing a lot of martial arts, you know, stick fighting, all that kind of stuff. We also saw ourselves as these, you know, like as kids do, I mean, they they use a bunch of like sticks or weapons or anything like that. And they always have this feel of flowingness to them. Mm -hmm. So in order to cultivate, personally, my inner child is I, I either do a meditation of sorts where I connect with him or I just go outside in nature and just run in the forest, which... As you can see in the background, I, I live up here up north where I have just this abundance of beauty of forest around me. So I every now and then, I usually take a day to just replenish and just run all throughout the forest. And that really sparks my inner child out of me. I love that. Yeah, I was going to comment on just from the room that you're sitting in and to the outside. It is a you got a beautiful scenery going on there. But uh, yes, that's a wonderful way to to keep the youth inside of you i love that we all definitely need to um tap into that more i feel like the world would be a lot better place if we all kind of kept that youth inside of us alive or just that inner child in us alive a lot of people Mm -hmm. we grow up we get into our adulthood and we kind of forget about that we think we have to be serious and everything all the time and all that stuff is stuff for the past but uh it has its own values for sure yeah, it's like even when you look at uh, children in general, when they play pretend, exactly. they pretend to be adults, they pretend to be doctors or mom or dad or lawyers. 
they take on that seriousness mm -hmm. into that game or in that play. But then after they're done with that, they drop their responsibilities and go back to being children right. and just have fun. You know, right. um, I feel like as adults, we kind of lost that because of the domestication of responsibilities that society has placed upon us that you need 100%. to do this, you need to do that, you need to pay bills. And then our inner child just gets further and further away until eventually we can no longer reach it. So absolutely. It's very well said. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I actually have a, a little boy myself. He's, he's two now and uh, he's allowed me to, you know, I, you know, a lot of times I'm almost envious of him when I see him running around in his innocence and mm -hmm. it's, it's almost a daily reminder that, you know, how important it is to, to keep that alive and, you know, I'm only going to live a happier life if I continue to do so. Yeah. That's 100%. wonderful. Thank you. Um, so for this next question, this one's not necessarily to make you look silly or anything like that. It's just more mm -hmm. so to show that we're all human beings and we all have things that maybe we're not the best at or maybe things that we need to improve on. So this one's pretty straightforward. What are some activities that you're or traits perhaps that you're not very good at? Hmm. Traits that I'm not very good at. Or activities, whatever. Or activities. Yeah. Uh, I would say archery, maybe. Archery. You know, because I, I practice with a lot of uh, sticks and swords and stuff like that. It's very, that's that's the main type of tool that, Screama or Kali uses, but not necessarily archery per se. Right. Um, but I'd like to say that I've gotten pretty decent over the years that I practice it, but still it's it's not as consistent as each technique that I would do for swinging or for um, striking or doing any kind of heaven count, six count, things of that nature. But archery is definitely, I, I still miss either way to the left or way to the right. It's just finding that center to it so i feel like that's the type of action or that's a type of situation that i i am still a little bit lacking per se so i, I mean that's this is the closest thing i can i can think of on the top of my head if something else happens then i can for sure ask you or yeah. tell you a little bit more about it absolutely and I, I think that's probably the first time that we've had someone share that they're not good at archery on the show so i like that oh awesome <laughs> yeah. uh, so do you do you practice every day as far as your martial arts goes? Yes, I do. Um, not to a point of where it's extensive, right. but every morning, essentially, I wake up around 6 to 6.30 a.m. And I just train for 15 to 30 minutes, just a really light katas, nothing too he heavy or anything because I have to go to to work. Um, right. But I don't, I don't like to say the word work, essentially. I just say a abundant hq is what i like to call it the abundant <laughs> like currency that. hq um, because from um from a mentor of mine uh his, his name is shaman durek i've been listening to a lot of his podcasts and reading his book spirit hacking in the back he mentions that work is essentially work r-o no w-o-r-k there is a frequency in each of these words that creates a some type of resistance so yes. creating a whole different word will create an entire different energy and meaning to it. So instead of calling it work, it's just like, oh no, I gotta go to work. Mentioning that I have, I intend to go to my abundant currency HQ. Abundant currency means money. 
and HQ is like, this is where I make this abundant currency. So it makes you just feel abundant in general from going there. And so bottom line is that before I go to my abundant currency HQ, I train a few minutes uh, before doing that. And then a few minutes when I definitely come home, just very, very light katas or just flowing with uh, eskrima sticks and things of that nature. And when the time did not shift yet, when you know, I come home like around 5, 5.30, it's already dark. But before it was dark, I did shoot um, bows a few, a few times, like arrows, right. about 10 shots. And that's about it. Just really relaxing and breathing with the flows itself. Got you. Yeah, I, I, so I have a few things I want to comment on there. Um, as far as the martial arts goes, I've always wanted to get into one myself. And, um, you know, I feel like you coming on and then talking about it, especially being Filipino, um, it's just kind of a, you know, a sign for me that, you know, maybe this is something <laughs> that I could look into. I'm not really sure where to start, but, uh, that definitely would be a, a good practice to, you know, to incorporate in and just learn the disciplines and, you know, the, mm -hmm. the abundance that those can bring in. Um, and then as far as you saying, what was it, uh, your, the abundance HQ for, for yeah, abundant. Abundant currency HQ. Abundant currency <laughs> HQ. Yeah, before HQ. yeah, before you explained um, what why you use that uh, verbiage with with the book and everything that you've been reading, I was going to comment on that as well. That's because it really is so important to kind of um, change your you know your perspective as far as like what you're doing and the tasks that you have in front of you on a mm -hmm. daily basis, and just by you know changing the words and how you look at it can can do so much tasks that would otherwise be daunting can now yes. be full of abundance so i, I really like mm -hmm. that you that you do that especially with work that's an important one because a lot of people yes. do not like what they do on a daily basis so yeah. that yeah. can definitely help work or even when people say hate you can change it to dislike right you know things right. of that nature we just drop the hate bomb a lot a lot of times in my own opinion we do so uh, changing that in, in that different frequency of energy goes a long way. Um, um, also, I, uh, ward casting, I consider myself as a ward, ward caster, W-A-R-D. And essentially, it's, it's what we say and what we do from spelling, spelling something out. These are spells. Yes. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I, I feel that you are aware of these uh, mm -hmm. you know, situations. So whenever you say these things, it becomes a spell. It's a type of curse word, like from cursing, when you curse somebody, it's all intertwined in that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. And so being intentional and being careful of the things that we say can definitely go a long way on how we perceive the world around us. Because we can only perceive the world around us based upon the words, the spells that we have in our own perceptions. So having different languages or learning different languages or enjoying and being open-minded to multiple different things will definitely help elevate your perception and to see certain things in a different way, just being open in general. I've heard a quote somewhere that says, um, miracles means that you are open to anything. And so that's what a miracle is. If someone says, hey, what's a miracle? It means that you're open to anything. You know, it's not necessarily something that is divine. It's just... You're right. open to anything and everything. Right. So word casting, I think that's very important. hundred percent. And I'm like, I'm super happy that you touched on that because in, you know, in Western society and I mean, really society in general, 
that type of stuff is overlooked and quite frankly, mm-hmm. never talked about. And when, you know, whatever words that you had to say and you put out there, whatever spells that you cast, you know, the subconscious mind has no idea whether you're talking to someone else or you're talking to yourself. Yes. So if when you're putting that negative energy out there, you know, it's coming back at you. And so you really, yes. like you mentioned, have to be intentional about the words that you say, because mm-hmm. you can be doing so much more harm to yourself than what yeah. you already or consciously are aware of. Yes. And I, I feel like it's all um, a, a program of society, like the domestication of it yeah. to essentially put the general public in a very sheep minded mentality mm-hmm. in a way. I'm not saying that sheep are bad. Sheep are beautiful creatures, but just for the metaphor itself, right. you know, um, for the lack of better words, sheep mentality creates that kind of awareness and, and they inject these things into us for us to uh, downplay our divinity. Mm-hmm. You know, words like trying. Uh, that word trying means that you're going to put some effort, but there's failure being implemented in that because mm-hmm. you're trying. You know, instead of doing like what Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. You know, that 100%. pretty wise. Word. Uh, dude, <laughs> there's know, a lot of that truth bombs that Yoda has. I know. Yoda's pretty dope. <laughs> Um, also, uh, the word hope recently, I just, I just got that into my vocabulary because hope essentially entails a type of future. Like I hope for X, Y, and Z. There's another, there's a dimension in that word that creates, well, we're hoping for it. It didn't happen. Well, I mean, it was, it was a good hope. We were just hoping for it, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of intentionally creating and vibrating and matching that word that you're casting. You feel me? (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. And then, you know, to take it even or, you know, to piggyback off that when when you're manifesting something into your life, people need to realize that all you have to do is intentionally put your will out there, declare that you're going to do something or you're going to have something and then it's going to be yours. That's that simple. Mm -hmm. And you have to let go Mm -hmm. of that attachment of whatever it is that you want because as soon as you put that on a pedestal, the further you, you know, separate yourself from whatever goal that it is that you're working towards. So there's a lot of exactly. great and wonderful insight right there, packed into like three minutes that a lot of people, if they <laughs> were to incorporate, you know, it's, it's life changing. It really is. And yes, as far as that domestication that, you know, that you were talking about with the the sheep mentality or the herd mentality, it's just a lot easier to control the masses when they downplay their successes or what they're actually mm-hmm. capable of. And there's a lot of, you know, money and power, unfortunately, in manipulation of, you know, the masses. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's why, you know, this type of work and getting this type of insight out, you know, on the internet where it'll, it'll be there forever is more important than, you know, ever than yes. right now because we're... You know, we're in a place right now as a, as a as a collective where there's a lot of, you know, I feel like there's still a lot more positive people out there in the world. 100% there always will be. But just mm-hmm. the negative voices are so loud right now. So, yes, you know, the, the more we can get out there and do our part, even if we're just one person, you know, it, it goes a long way. And as long as it takes one person to resonate it with, like how you mentioned with earlier. Um, that, you know, that starts a chain reaction, a domino effect as far as, you know, what can mm-hmm. be done. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like a ripple, a ripple in the pond, essentially. 
Yes. You know, all it takes is just one tiny rock. And then that one tiny little pebble will essentially vibrate all throughout the edges of the lake or the edges of the pond itself. 100%. And so if there's multiple different ripples or multiple different ponds, then it creates a wave. And that wave essentially just creates this energy flow that goes back and forth. And so if everybody just radiates, you know, you don't even have to convince other people or do anything, but I guarantee you that this conversation, which is going to be staying in this dimension, the fourth dimension, the electronic field and stuff like that, this is essentially radiating all throughout the entirety of human consciousness. When someone okay. picks this up or someone sees this, that activates something into them. So they're part of that water, that ripple that's being activated, triggered from this pebble that we're both having right now. 100%. So interesting. <laughs> no, I no, I love that, and it, it, that's you know that's why I smirk when I hear you say it because you know you're you couldn't be more on point with that. And again, like I know I've said this a few times now, but like that's what this podcast is all about is about creating that mm-hmm. that ripple effect with just one or two voices, and then it just becoming you know exactly what it was supposed to become. Mm-hmm. So I love that, I really do. And this all, you know. The, the best part about this is all that insight started with the question, what are you not very good at? Which with the wrong perspective could be viewed as a very negative thing, but with the right yes. perspective, so much good and so much healing can come out of that. Exactly. It's just all about perspectives and different views and how you see reality in, in certain ways, you know, because if you 100%. think about what are you good at or not good at, it's essentially, that's just a label or a word or a spell that's being casted on individuals to see that I am good and I am bad. Right. In the end, there's essentially no labels in that kind of way. There are certain things that are destructive or there are certain things that may seem chaotic in some way. Like for fires, for example, I mean, you know, we could pour our words into saying that fire is a bad thing. But if you also look at fire in a way of purifying things like forest or sequoia trees or redwood trees won't be able to blossom or to have their seeds sprout if fire was not available because mm-hmm. their seeds would have been too dampened into the forest floor. So there's multiple different things to see it in a way. And I think these words are just construct of human beings that we have created to put us into boxes, like this frame right now that I'm trying to trace in my, <laughs> in my own thing, you know? Yeah. Like I think society is putting us in here so they could control us in multiple different segments instead of going inwards where our inwardness touching our inner child going into our future self our older self or anything these are just things that are not being able to be controlled by anything and there's this quote that that i i really appreciate it goes um there are two prisoners one sees bars and the other sees stars so it's a perspective there's two prisoners inside these jail cell Mm -hmm. If one sees bars, they're all just focusing on the bars, always, you know, downtrodden and stuff like that. And then the other just sees the beauty of the stars outside, you know, inside this box that they're in. But I'm saying these things not to downplay those people who are experiencing these uh, negative feelings and emotions. What I'm Mm -hmm. saying is that having a different perspective to it, but allowing it to naturally flow through is the key to actually not go down the spiral and then having to resort to having external things being put into your body, such as certain pills or certain um, shopping addictions or things of that nature, just, you know, external things when in the end, you're the one who is powerful enough to to stop any of these things from flourishing to begin with, you know? 
Exactly. So, and yep. I, I think I think that's why you know whoever whoever it is that is trying to control the collective and and manipulate them in you know their their way. I think that's why they've invested so many resources in trying to keep us you know in this box because we have so much power from within us. And at the end of the day, like they can't control anything that we, we do with our lives. All they can do is influence us. And as soon as you think that you can't do something, then, you know, that's when they have that power. But everything that you could ever want or need in life is always, it's always has and always will be just right inside of you. You know, it's, it's so easy to look yeah. externally for the answers. But when you really need to figure something out, man, that's... It's right in here. Yeah, you know, exactly. Well said. Yeah, and so I, again, folks, it's it's all about perspective, you know, and the words that you use on your everyday life. You really got to be intentional with how you talk, because again, mm -hmm. your subconscious mind does not know the difference. So that's all on yeah. you. You have so much more control than you know, and you were were born a creator, and you the day that you leave this this life and go on to the next one, you will always be a creator. Don't ever think that yep. you don't have that. This well said. <laughs> I like this. So for this next question, if there was one helpful thing that you could tell your past self, what would that be? I would tell my past self to past self to live responsibly. So regardless of what it is, understand the consequences the cause and effects of every choice that you make so living responsibly even when you wake up in the morning you need to do anything you want you need to make any kind of choices live it responsibly knowing that this day could be your last in a way i mean if you look at children and how they live their day all throughout i have um i have little nephews and nieces and whatever they do in some kind of way when they're playing outside or whatnot they tend to just experience life very blissfully and very fun. And I feel that viewing it and observing it in that way, they are experiencing life in this way because they don't have a concept of, of death just yet. You know, mm -hmm. the, the fear of death is not being charged with fear. It's not being charged of, you know, how the so, uh, media, society depicts what death is, something scary, something to avoid, something to all this kind of stuff. But if, if we just understand it in our nature that is fundamentally part of everything, then we live life as if we might not have a next day. And so I would definitely tell my past self, live responsibly in a way, not to say be an adult or anything, but it's more of just go at it one step at a time. If you're going to make that choice, live that responsibly. If you're going to buy this material, if you're going to do this, if you're going to do that, then be responsible for X, Y, and Z that could occur, that could happen, whatever right. the situation may be. So kind of, you know, what we were talking about earlier, going back to just being intentional about everything yes. that you do yes. in life. And then on top of that, when something doesn't go the way that you expected it to, you know, owning up and being responsible for your actions and what happened. Because there's a lot of people in today's world, and this has been going on for a long time, but I feel like it's a lot more prevalent today is that everybody likes to point the finger at something else for why something mm -hmm. went wrong. No one ever wants to own up to their own actions. And this, yeah. you know, this goes for everybody, whether you're a child 
where I've seen, you know, 60, 70 year old people still do this. Everybody wants mm-hmm. to point the finger and not take responsibility yeah. for their own actions. And when you can own up to that and realize, you know, okay, that's on me. The quicker you not only will learn a lesson and get something out of it, but you'll free up that energy of, you know, fabricating something that didn't actually happen when it actually is on you and allows you to put that energy towards, you know, becoming the best version of yourself or what actually, whatever it is yes. that you actually, you know, were trying to complete in the first place instead of, you know, putting mm-hmm. up your own barrier or getting in your own way. So that's a, that's a very good one. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this one kind of goes hand in hand with the last question. And what are some obstacles that you've encountered either lately or in the past that you would be comfortable talking about today on the Peace Talk? Hmm. So one of the obstacles that I've encountered lately is essentially my my abundant currency headquarters. <laughs> so essentially the place that I work at is very it's it's or not work, the headquarters that I that I reside at, it's very um artificial in a way. Yeah. It's devoid of anything that is natural, such as what's in the back background. You're in this container, in this box, and the temperature has to be regulated and temperature is about 34 40 degrees in that way because the material that we're working at has to be kept at that cold temperature mm-hmm. uh, but the point is, is that i am essentially there working with this material for five days a week about five to six hours would give or take going outside here and there but even outside it's still somewhat in the city area right. so it's very it's disconnected in that kind of way and what's made me strive and even climb up uh, the ranks, so to speak, is to just have a different type of perception and mentality and understanding that where I'm at right now is a necessary, I guess for the lack of better words, a necessary evil or a necessary circumstances for me to be here because I am being forged to be the best version of myself. You know, Absolutely. like there's this quote that I appreciate as well. I think it goes somewhere around the line that if you ever, if you are always bothered by everybody who rubs you wrong, then how will you, your stone ever be polished? So it's similar to a pearl. You know, a pearl forms through pressure and a lot of sand just going in constantly, and then it becomes this very, very shining thing that, right. that is beautiful. And so observing it and just letting go in that kind of atmosphere, knowing that this, this too shall pass has definitely helped me overcome anything of going all the way down to the rabbit hole and spiraling into this negative thoughts, into these negative things. And what I, instead of using my energy to think about these things and constantly just spiral negatively, I don't like where I'm at. I don't like where it's going. I don't like all these things that, I, that cause energy to think. I propel it to a different way by, by wording and saying different spells that uplifts me such as this too shall pass where you at right now is necessary just observe what's going on breathe be where you're at so instead of questions like i don't like this i am sick of this i'm doing this both requires the same energy but choosing which one is responsible living 
And so because of that, I am now creating much more responsible choices to where my intentions is to manifest something with the work of the universe to essentially create an atmosphere that is suited to my needs because I know what I don't like and I do what I do like. It's like, you don't know if you don't like a dog until you actually get a dog. Right. And so because of that, you're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and get a cat instead. So it's essentially that situation that I'm at. And that's how I have intentionally being, you know, overcoming those situations. 100%. And that's a, a wonderful way to look at it. And, you know, say what you want about the about the guy. I mean, sometimes he has his, his moments, but I think Matthew McConaughey actually touches on that uh, as far as finding... Mm -hmm where you want to be in life and he suggests like the first thing to do is find like what you're not good at and then what you are good at and then or what you what you don't like doing and then what you do like doing and then move forward from there so you know mm -hmm. you touched on that and there were some parallels there so i wanted to comment on that and um it, it's just it really is so important to have that perspective of that everything that the universe has in store for you is happening according to exactly the way that it's supposed to happen. And which, whichever way that you decide to perceive that is either going to exponentially slow down that process or speed it up. And mm -hmm. when you are intentional and you are looking at it in the right light, um, a lot of good things are, are going to come to you. And something that, you know, it sounds cliche, but I finally got through my head um, recently that's really helped me out is that life it doesn't happen to you it, it happens for you and yes when when you can really understand that um, there's just a lot of there's a lot to be grateful for and there's a lot of abundance that has come into your life currently and it has, has yet to come and without experiencing you know those highs and those lows there's no way to actually appreciate you know, the the greatness that is to come or the greatness that you are going to make of yourself. So those mm -hmm. are, those are all really good things that you touched on. Wonderful. Thank you for elaborating on it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so throughout life, you know, of course, there's always things that happen to us. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we can, you know, you know, we get off track. So what are some tactics that you've used throughout your life that have, you know, helped you get back on track when you kind of felt yourself, you know, drifting off into the abyss or wherever you would like to put it? Um, breathing. So whenever yes. I start to spiral or whenever something makes me feel uncomfortable or anything or any of that regards, I noticed that I haven't been consciously aware and intentfully aware of my breath. So what I do, I just inhale, exhale, just breathe. And what that does is that it creates this spacious awareness of what's going on in the moment. And then from that, with my observation and my uniqueness of who I am and the warrior path, the shaman warrior path that I travel, it helps me be more intentional of what energy I want to come in and what energy I don't want to have in my life. And how I do that is that I inhale, and I exhale, I breathe in into any situation that I find myself in. You know, whenever someone says, there's an emergency, okay? Inhale, exhale. 
And then I ask, what's the emergency? So I, I create space for this situation. So I respect it. And I also have the awareness and responsibility on what decisions and choices I'm going to do to execute or to deliver or to manifest whatever situation needs of me. Mm-hmm. And so breathing is definitely 100%. I would say that has helped me with the, in the past. 100%. And that's uh, in my inner workings journey in the past few months. That's something that I've stumbled upon too, is, is the power of breathing and, and breath work and how, like you said, even in a situation that, you know, could be an emergency or maybe someone uh, is coming at you with negative energy, when you can take that, that deep breath, you know, and this is something that we all can do. Like you said, you create that space. And instead of being reactive to whatever is coming at you, you're, you're more likely to see the necessary actions that you need to take to see things through in the most positive way possible. So, you know, even if you're not into, or even you haven't even started doing um, elaborate breath work, just like taking that deep breath, like how you said, which is, again, yeah. something that we all can do. Um, it, it really does um, allow you to look at things from um, a more uh, enlightened or positive perspective. Exactly. And, you know, you, I know you touched on it a little bit earlier about you being um, a shamanistic warrior. Um, do mm-hmm. you, do you kind of want to, uh, can you elaborate on what exactly you mean by that? Cause yes. know, even me personally, I'm interested. Okay. So essentially the word shaman, um, there's many different meanings to it, mm-hmm. but in my own perception, in my point of view, a shaman is someone who heals, who heals the tribe, who heals the, um, the village, or is someone who knows medicine, any kind of medicine, plant medicine, spirit medicine. There's multiple different types of shaman. And fundamentally, I saw myself as a young child, someone who is naturally a healer. In my walk in life, I've done a lot of shamanic journey workshops. And I've also done uh, breathing meditations and yoga, things of that nature. So I felt that my calling was that to help heal individuals in a certain way without, it's more of sparking what they, they already know. Right. So I'm not providing the medicine or the pill or whatever to you. I'm just letting you remember what you already know through our engagement, through our, through our conversation, through this ripple effect, through my energy. And so that to me is what a shaman is. And a warrior for me is somebody who is impeccable in whatever they say. Not necessarily when, when we hear the word warrior, it's like, oh, there's a battlefield. There's something to kill or something to do. It's more so the reason why these warriors are able to make these choices is because they have let go of essentially everything. They have understood death, they have understood life, and they know what they have to do. And so because of that, every choices they make is impeccable. And so combining the two things where I have been called a shaman before, but I I didn't really feel that I have deserved that name just yet until eventually I started owning it and said, you know what? Yeah, I am. I'm going to call myself a shaman warrior. So I merged the two different um, bios field. And what I am is that essentially I am someone who heals, but not necessarily heals the, the people or the world through a pill or through anything, but I am healing fundamentally myself. And with that warrior self, a shaman warrior, I am impeccable of my words and what I say to myself. And because the shaman warrior is combined, it's this 
beautiful synchronization Milky Way cycle within me that now I am radiating this intensity, this impeccability, this healing aura that then creates a ripple effect all throughout the entire cosmos. And so that's what I view myself as a shaman warrior. And through, if you look at my Instagram, through all my martial arts, through my, my yaidu, my batojutsu, the kali, all those strikes, all those things are from multiple and thousands of different reps since I was a kid. But instead of viewing it as a, as a way of, it's a weapon, it's, a, it's an art to kill, each strike, as we mentioned, as I mentioned earlier, is a way of, of healing, peace, awareness, all those things. I do these mantras and then eventually I radiate such energy with the help of my tools that it, it is my intention that I wake up, I help wake up those who are eventually in that teeter-totter stage of like, oh, I'm not sure yet. And then this energy, this ripple that we talked about then reaches them. And then they're like, whoa, now I see with much better and clearer eyes. So that's how I view myself. And that's how what Shaman Warrior means to me is that it's just an impeccable healing work on yourself. And because of that, you are a huge rock that is being dropped on the pond that then ripples faster and much more intensely outwards. I love that. That was, uh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and especially, uh, you know, the way that you explain the warrior too, I like that because, you know, whether it's uh, throughout time, you know, whenever you're reading about history or even if you're seeing a movie, you know, the best warriors or the best mentors are always ones that have embraced and realized both sides of it. So, you know, life mm -hmm. and death and how they connect. And when you understand those, um, it can, it takes your, you know, your skill set to the next level. And, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, that's a beautiful way of putting it. And then in, along with you saying, you know, you, you were shamanistic or, and you have that, that healing energy. That's kind of why I, I've always kind of viewed myself as, as that as well. So, you know, as mm -hmm. you've talked, um, a lot of times I've probably been smirking throughout this, but it's because I resonate with what you have to say and how exactly you're delivering it. And it's very, it's very powerful, you know, and usually I'm somebody that like loves to talk or it's adds on to points, but there's just been times where I've just really enjoyed listening to what you've had to say. So, you know, thank you again for sharing that. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for your light and your ripple. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So for this last question here, um, what is advice that you would give to someone out there right now that to them seems is, you know, they're, they're struggling in whatever hole that they're in or whatever obstacles in front of them seems impossible to overcome? And I know we've talked about a lot of good things so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is breathing and being impeccable with that breath. So you're putting a lot of focus, or I am assuming that, um, and I'm only assuming because this has happened to me. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm putting too much intention or focus on, I don't want to be here, I instead just drop everything, take a step back and breathe in intentionally. That same focus, that same thought of, I don't want to be here, gets transmuted into an alchemy so you become an alchemist of your own self and then you then step back and then you view the situation that you're in and you just refresh yourself by breathing 
And so breathing essentially gives you that, as we mentioned earlier, space to figure out what to do and what responsible choices to make for the situation that you are in. So if two people were in a sinking ship and one is completely being panicked and the other one is completely peaceful, it wouldn't help anybody if both were just panicking out of their heads. They're just like, oh my God, we're going to do this, we're going to die, we're going to do all this. You know, it's this, the ship will eventually still sink. It will sink much more so if they're both panicking. If one is a lot calmer and much more peaceful by working with the breath and the other one is panicking, that peaceful individual, individual or that person who is breathing and being present can possibly see little details that a panic mind would not be able to see. And the panic mind is essentially a metaphor for any kind of um, distractions, um, stimulations, or distraughtness, or anything of that nature. By, by taking a breath, you get to clear those things, and you can see where your energy is being pulled in multiple directions. 100%. And so to overcome any kind of you know, hardships, in my own perspective, is to just take a, take a breath and know that this is here in your life for a reason. Maybe the reason is for you to take that breath at that moment. And when you do take that breath, there's a lot of things that you can put onto that eventually compounds into something much more magnitude and much more greater. Like, okay, I'm breathing, I'm being present. Okay, oh wait, I didn't see that before because you know you had a panic mind. Now I know where I can put my energy instead of harnessing that energy into a much more distraught. Uh, perception of you. It's just like wiping the lens of uh, fogged up binoculars and now you can see clear just by breathing. Because in the end, you chose to live in this life and you chose to come here and you chose your parents and everything like that. We could talk about this whole situational <laughs> thing, but you know, the point is, is that you're here to to essentially remember prior to incarnating here. So breathing, breathing definitely. I like that. I know and that's uh, kind of what I was talking about when um, the way that you explain things is I resonate with because I was going to, you know, tag on, tag along there and say, you know, when you have that panic mindset, that's when you kind of miss out on, you know, the lessons that you were supposed to learn in that situation. And also you're just focusing on everything negative, everything that could go wrong instead of, uh, you know, taking a deep breath or changing your perspective on the situation and figuring out what you need to do to, um, you know, go on to the next step or get out of this situation that's making you uncomfortable. And, mm. um, you know, I, I know you mentioned it earlier with breathing, but um, I, that kind of, I don't know why that, that really stuck with me when you, when you were talking about breathing, how it kind of creates that space. And mm. um, I don't know, I, I'm definitely going to, whenever I feel, you know, angst or anxiety or anything coming on, when I take my next breath, I'm going to visualize that space that it, that it creates. And I just, I don't know, I, for some reason that just feels very powerful as far as yeah. um, helping out the situation and, and really mm -hmm. just becoming present with what's going on around you. Yeah. There's a gap in between that. So when you inhale, there's a space in between before your breath goes out, you know, so that, so there's that gap and that's the space that, you know, when I teach meditation or whenever I meditate personally, I try to really feel and to sink in into that gap. And um, one of my mentors, uh, 
Wayne Dyer, uh, he mentions, he teaches a meditation that lets you find that gap in between inhales and exhales. And in that space, you are completely connected to your creative self because you're not inhaling and you're not exhaling. So it's nothing but creative energy that's in there. It's nothing but mm -hmm. power energy. So that right. gap of inhale and exhale, that's why I feel, you know, there's that space in it. That space is just, there's so much, so much you can do in that space. Yeah. It's almost like, because you're not exhaling or inhaling, it's just pure nothingness. And there's a lot of, yeah. you know, talk in the, you know, in the meditative space of when you can reach that, um, that area of nothingness is when you're just in pure Zen and tranquil space and how you can, anything is possible from that point. Yes. So that's, exactly. uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, you know, I'll have to, I'll definitely have to reach out to you in the future and, and um, you know, whether it, it be about breathing practices or I, I definitely want to talk to you about um, some martial arts stuff as far as uh colleague goes, you know, I know it's yeah. just virtual and stuff like that, but I would definitely like to start uh, getting more into the, some of my roots, you know, I've, um, do you I've have never, any tattoos? What's that? Do you have any tattoos? I do. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, it's very, it's, this one here. Sweet. Yeah. Wonderful. Is that, is that an earth or a or earth? Fine. Yeah. Earth. Okay. Yeah. I'm guessing you're a Virgo. Yes. Awesome. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> feeling those vibes. Me too. I'm also, I'm also a Virgo. So nice. Yeah. Works awesome and well. It's just like, you know, all about healing. So, which is, I mean, all signs are, but you know, Virgo from what I understand. Is, is definitely that case. I, I have some of them too. His entire, entire arm and yeah, a little bit of my right hand. So <laughs> yeah. these, these are Filipino um, yeah. tattoo styles, which I'm sure you are you're familiar of. So if we could we could talk about that in, in a different podcast about roots and all that kind of stuff. So no, 100. percent And I, that was something else I was going to mention too. Is I would love to have you back on and we can talk more about um, roots and everything like that, or just go more deep into um, just, uh, you know, a more healing or collective space. That would, mm -hmm. I think that would Definitely. be very beneficial for all the listeners, but, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it was a absolute pleasure to have you on. It was, it was a blessing. Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to have to, to do this again because, you know, there was a, there's a lot of good insight and I'm very happy and grateful that you decided to come on the show today. Oh, it's it's my honor. Thank you so much for your light, brother. I love you, and thank you for everything that you are doing right now. This this goes a really really long way. It goes to what we we're talking about—the whole uh, ripple, that 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 pebble or that rock on that lake—and it's gonna touch all the way to the end of the shores. Hundred percent. And and thank you for saying that. You know, and I I I genuinely mean that. Any anybody that you know has has said, um, you know, appreciated what what I do and is it always just means so much to me and it's obviously i'm not doing it for for people to say things like that but anytime i do hear it it really does you know mean yes. a lot because i know i know what it's like to to feel all by yourself and how there's there's no one else there or no one to turn to um i've been there and i i don't want anybody else to feel that way and i know there's someone out there that's feeling that that way right now and um you know that's why I wanted to start a community like this is to 
spread a, the enlightenment of each and every individual and all the gifts that we have. And, you know, mm-hmm. whoever's out there struggling right now, you have those same gifts inside you that are, you know, unique to yourself. But, you know, the world needs it. We need people yeah. need more of that sharing. You know, we need more of that healing. And the, the closer that we can get to that, you know, the, the better the, the world will be. You know, especially now that I have a kid now. I mean, that shit got real serious to me. You know, it's yeah, all, sure. we gotta, uh, it really, it's really all of our responsibility um, mm-hmm. to, to come together as one and just make the world a better place for real. So Definitely. I'm happy to do um, this type of work. Awesome. Before or, we end, uh, uh, energy, there's a quote energy transfer. Like there's a quote that I'd like to share. It goes somewhere around the line of, Earth is Earth is a source, not a resource. So that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why I, I cherish and love being an Earth sign myself, is because it's always just for me a constant reminder to stay grounded. And when I am grounded, that's when abundance and positivity always and in this you know, living life to its fullest extent and it naturally coming to me is, is always happens best when I'm just grounded and chill. So yes, again, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, brother. Uh, love you. you. Love you too, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, we will definitely have you on in the future so you can share more for us. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. hundred percent. All right, guys. Well, that was it for us today. If you enjoy what you saw, you know, check us out on our other socials. Check out Crow here at Roman underscore Crow at Instagram. He's got a lot of cool stuff on there. And as usual, stay beautiful, stay safe, and we will catch you guys next time. Peace. Thank you so much for your continued support. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, please consider checking us out on YouTube and Instagram for highlights of today's episode and future and past episodes. Again, thank you so, so much. We appreciate you. And as usual, stay beautiful, stay safe, and stay sparky. Until next time, peace.